Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. And it uh, has been a year since we spoke. <laughs> Whatever happened to you? I, I don't, don't know. know where you've been. <laughs> you just, like, you know, walked out touch. on me. Yeah, we lost touch over the last uh, <laughs> month or two. It's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. I mean... The last time we recorded, I opened Google Drive and it was June third. That's not we were we were in Gemini season. <laughs> we were so young then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're in, now we're in uh, Cancer. Uh, is that bad? I don't really know enough about the signs. I don't either. I like to pretend I do to make people feel uncomfortable, but mm. I don't actually know much about it. Okay, sure. That's I like easy. to do it at work. I'd be like, "Ooh, you're a Leo," and then like watch these like really smart people kind of get like unnerved by that they're like oh gosh amanda believes in astrology it's fine (laughs) it's fine she yeah i don't know anything about what i'm saying but i actually did have my tarot read recently by my neighbor um and uh, it was actually really bleak (laughs) it was not it was not good Um, have you seen wine country yet no i haven't forget okay well (laughs) there's a really good tarot reading in that it's fun i recommend it this was, yeah, this was not, this was not great. But I mean, the point is that, uh, you know, summer's in full swing now. It is. There's a lot of trips to be had. You're going on a trip this week. I know. In a few days, I'm leaving for Senegal and I will not be watching much TV there. No, uh, they don't have TV there. So that's, that's, convenient. that's rude. Yeah, it's convenient for, I mean, they don't have TV anywhere other than America. You, yeah, what, that's okay. I mean. Now it's okay. That yeah, you said that's that. what I mean. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that's what I mean. But I mean, you and you took a trip last week. You were here. I was. I was in Boston. You were in Boston, but we didn't record anything. And I didn't have a bad time. Had a perfectly pleasant time. Which, of course, like has not. Of course, I was expecting to have a nice time with my friends. I just meant being in Boston. I'm so mean about that city. Um, No, it was great. We saw Jeff Goldblum live in concert. We saw Jeff Goldblum. Play as jazz, he was wearing zebra print pants. Was he ever? He was. He and was. a hat and glasses and, and a glasses. rose like button down shirt. I put this on Instagram, but I wish I loved anything as much as Jeff Goldblum loves life. Like, yeah, I just... or as much as our friend Heather loves Jeff Goldblum. Right, it's all a cycle. Um, yeah, it's all a cycle, <laughs> and just God, it was magical. Um, so it's, we've been up to a lot, is what we're saying. Um, but I gotta say, I was I did a lot of I also did like a, a good amount of traveling over the last few weeks. So I watched a bunch of stuff, most of which I downloaded from Netflix to like watch on plane rides and in hotels and stuff. Um, so I watched a couple of things. I was just gonna sort of like quickly give like a thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, to a couple of things. All right, um, rapid fire. Yeah, we'll do I mean, as rapid fire as I can do anything, which is, like, <laughs> negligible. Yeah, right. but, Fair um, point. You said yeah. it, not me. It's true. Um, so, okay, rapid fire. First up, new season of Black Mirror. I give it a C plus slash. Maybe that's being too generous. It should be a C minus. But I keep watching this show. I know. Well, I usually love Black Mirror. I mean, I thought the last Didn't season Didn't you give Black last Mirror. season? Like, no, I liked tributes? it a lot. There were a couple of episodes that, um, well, you know, were bad, but there always are. 
I'm yeah. only focusing on the bad, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would say every every season of of uh, Black Mirror is like more or less batting like you know fifty percent or something. Like you know, it's just like not. Yeah, there's always some good ones and some bad ones. They because of the uh, presumably because they spent so much time on the Bandersnatch um, episode from a few months ago, the Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, oh right. You know that was like I I'm presumably because <laughs> it was like forty hours long, uh, extremely labor intensive. So this season is only three episodes. I'm I can sum them up as such. There is the gay Mortal Kombat one. There is the one with the hot priest um, from Fleabag. Wait, and, what? Yep, there's one with the hot priest from Fleabag. Uh, is he hot? Oh, of course he is. Is he a priest? No, he's an Uber driver. Okay, well, I'm half interested. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sounds great though. He's sort of a psychotic Uber driver. Um, and then there's the Miley Cyrus one. Um, I gotta say... Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus, she's... I mean, her career's already a Black Mirror episode, so... <laughs> well, okay, well, get it, great. Well, so, weirdly, uh, so the, the Miley Cyrus I did not one, have that joke prepared. I, I just realized <laughs> now, like, looking back, I'm like, that totally sounded like I was, like, ready for that. That was actually spur of the moment. I, well, wasn't, I did not that ha- have that in my pocket or anything. <laughs> okay, well, get this... Because you say that, so the episode is about how she is a pop star named Ashley O, um, who whose hit song is like a version of Nine Inch Nails's uh, "Head Like a Hole" redone as an empowerment ballad called "On a Roll." Are you um, joking? No, I love. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be fully honest with you. I kind That's of. That's so funny. I kind of loved it. I kind of loved this episode. You can tell a Nine Inch Nails fan wrote that. Absolutely right. It's yeah. it's really funny. I mean, it's really funny. And so, like, and it's done with absolutely no sense of irony. It's like, to- you know, it's like totally. It's like, like how it would be. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's like very. So um, the and the episode, I think, is is interesting. It's kind of about a commentary on like, you know, we've been doing all these like holograms of different artists and like what agency they have and that you could kind of argue that they already sort of trotted this territory with the season finale last season which was sort of about a similar concept but i thought this was really funny i thought she was really good um a lot of people didn't like it but a lot of people didn't like any of them so i kind of felt like at least i could find the good in this one um and so what i was saying though was that miley cyrus played glastonbury this week and Mm -hmm. she played uh the song as Ashley O, and she actually oh. did get on, and uh, she actually got on. You know, she, she did it. it. Ashley O has like a very specific look, like purple hair and everything. She was like totally in Ashley O mode, sang the song at Glastonbury. Apparently, it's charting now. <laughs> so oh my like, God. so you weren't wrong, right? That, no, that's totally right. And yeah, like, it'd be amazing if then like Trent Reznor came out and like did or, it like a duet <laughs> yeah. on it with her. Right, I would be like, this world is ending. Right, it's official. So I say, if you're gonna watch one, watch that one. The Hot Priest one has Hot Priest, but I thought that episode was 
fucking boring. I don't know if I can see long. him in anything in, except as hot priest. I mean, he's, he's such a that character is just so great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't want to see him as anything except hot priest because anything else will be disappointed. Yeah. I think you probably Well, you probably would be, although I will say this, he's he brings a similar intensity to this oh well he is super i mean he was super, super intense as moriarty and okay um, right because yeah i don't have a lot of stupid sherlock right so yeah i mean like he's very good in it but i didn't think the story was any good um uh topher grace plays um a like demented version of jack dorsey um the uh oh the uh, twitter guy twitter guy at Jack. So, um, anyway, I thought that episode was bad. But, um, okay, moving on. When They See Us, uh, Ava DuVernay's miniseries about the Central Park. Five. Oh, boy. I don't know. I, I want to see this, but it just seems like it's such intense. a heavy emotional lift. It is. It's intense. I thought it was very good. I think B plus, A minus territory. Um, some of it is a little too, like, I think the first episode is a lot of, like, it's just a lot of like lawn like i'm not saying that like of course i'm not saying that like fucking police brutality is cliched just like the way that a lot of the lines and a lot of the police slash court specific stuff is like very kind of like law and order like it's just not procedural yeah and like a lot of the line it's just i didn't think that stuff was done all that well but the performances um i mean but anything dealing with the actual um, kids, uh, the Central Park Five themselves and their families uh, is done very well and obviously that's the focus of, of you know the latter three episodes in particular but like the, the kids who play the actors who play the kids in particular are incredible um, I actually watched the Ken Burns documentary which you can watch uh, is streaming on Prime um, God you're so committed Well it was really interesting I actually watched that on a bus Like I said I did a lot of traveling <laughs> Last <laughs> month um, But it's it's pretty short it's only about an hour and a half You know for being a Ken oh, Burns documentary wow. Yeah oh, it's okay. not like it's six episodes You can watch it in like totally in, in like it's I think it's under two hours Um and was really interesting and I think like they pair well together not that the the Ava DuVernay version leaves anything out it's just you know it's just interesting overall context so Mm -hmm. um okay moving on uh Tales of the City which um is on Netflix also um that is sorry I just dropped something I was just moving my computer and I just pushed nine things off my desk. (laughs) It's all fine. I imagine you did it in a rage. (laughs) No, I was pushing. The funny thing is I was pushing my computer like like, incredibly slowly so as not to cause any noise. And I just very slowly pushed (laughs) something off my desk. Okay. She's like, that'll teach you to give (laughs) Ava DuVernay less than an A. All right. Um, Yeah, Tales of the City um, is on Netflix. Um... I enjoyed this a lot, even though it. I, I think. Oh, I didn't give it a grade. I gave it a B. Um, the acting quality was sometimes great, sometimes. Yeah. But um, okay, so a lot of people told me they're like big fans of the original PBS series Tales of the City, which uh, was based on a book series by the writer uh, Armistad Mopin. I don't know exactly how you say his name. It looks French, but like I don't know. Um, so the original series aired in the 
early 90s and then they did another edition of it another uh installment in like 2001 or 2002 and it's about a woman um named anna who uh who um owns a house in san francisco and the like cast of characters who like it used to be like a boarding house and she's like converted oh, into like apartments for this okay i i thought it, thought it was so really hokey. cute okay it kind of was but i think that the other versions people love the other versions people love the and this is a continuation of the same story so it's just like another installment i had thought i didn't really know anything about tales of the city um and i had thought that it was like more of a um like a an anthology about different like queer stories in san francisco but that is not the case it is just like a single you know it's a continuing plot about this woman and the people and it's you know uh a lot most of the same characters that have been a lot of the same or a few of the same characters that have been in the other installments this is sort of like a next gen um but laura linney has been in all of them and the proprietor is played by a fucking fantastic olympia dukakis um and olympia dukakis is like an aging um trans woman who loves smoking weed and just like has this whole house um side note i thought it was really interesting because i was watching this and when you learn that her character is trans um i was kind of thinking like oh interesting that like a cis woman is playing this role and i like looked it up and like she's played the role in the other installments and they were like i was like you know especially after the whole thing with transparent and jeffrey tambor right and i'm like i feel like i haven't really heard that much you know in the way of Uh, like uproar or anything about this show and i was curious kind of like how they were sort of tackling that and avoiding it and and i did read a couple of interviews with the shows um the creator for the the woman who is kind of the showrunner of this installment who is a queer uh white woman and you know she was talking about um how you know like they kind of i think feel sort of grandfathered in with the legacy cat you know they're like we can't recast this role Olympia Dukakis's role but there is a whole flashback episode to sort of her moving to San Francisco and how she kind of came to own this house and everything and um the young version of her is played by a trans actress um so I thought you know like that's that's cool I'm still a little bit side-eye about the casting even though god bless Olympia Dukakis I still think like it's not like this is a property that is so like etched into people's hearts that they would be like people would be flipping out if you just recast the role with an actual trans actor but anyway um yeah it was hokey but i will say this like if you loved the original installments of this i think you would really like this i found it very watchable they live in this fantasy version of san francisco where like you know it's like friends where like you're affording like a a one bedroom on your salary of being a bartender in San Francisco. Like, okay. Um, but you know, I just thought it was cute. The last couple of episodes, it starts going off the rails plot wise. Like I said, not all the acting is great, but it is telling like some very, very compelling, wonderful stories about, um, queer people in San Francisco and, uh, the kind of this modern, 
you know, kind of like what it is to be like a modern queer person in San Francisco. And I just thought it was, it has a lot of heart, Mm -hmm. um, really sucks you in. Plus, you know, uh, Olympia Dukakis and, and Ellen Page and, uh, and, uh, Zoja Mamet, who play uh, just needs her own. Anyway, I'm sorry, Zoja Mamet, maybe not a great actress. Generally, I'm coming to think of. Um, Probably but... not. Nope, not. So anyway, again, but if you like the original ones, I think you would like this. Okay, and then just quickly, like, uh, because I'm not really fully caught up on them, but the episodes that I've seen, I watched three or four episodes of Handmaid's Tale. C minus. The season is fucking boring. Um, Pose, I've only watched two episodes, but the premiere made me cry three times. A minus of the episodes that I have seen so far, and I can't wait to catch up on Pose. Handmaid's Tale, I'm like, may not bother anymore mm-hmm. with it. Anyway. Okay, well, so I have to say that given everything you've watched, I'm kind of annoyed that you haven't finished Killing Eve. I know, God, I forgot about it. How could that's you how much there's... that was one of our favorite shows of 2019. I know, I know, that's how much crap is on tv like i just like i forgot about it so i feel really bad i do need to do this okay yeah, tell me so we're gonna I, I feel like it merits a, yeah a an actual discussion yeah. yeah um it's good it's gotten a lot of um uh criticism sort of that um it's not as good as the first season um phoebe waller bridge the creator um is just an executive producer this season. She is not the writer um, as she was last season. This um, this season, it's um, Emerald. Oh shoot, what's her name? Emerald, it's Emerald Fennel. Fennel. I was saying Emerald Fennel, Fen- which I well, <laughs> which I I'm hope it say is. I'm gonna Fennel because it is the double L. Oh yeah, and All Fennel right. is typically spelled with one L. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, okay. But which reminds me of. Um, there was a girl in my high school. She was new in 10th grade. So, like, you know, new kid, new school, 10th grade, right? Her last name was Wiener. Mm-hmm. Not Weiner, Wiener. Mm-hmm. And the first day of school, she's there. And every she was in, like, two of my classes. So I got to witness this twice, I think. Um, the teacher, would, when calling roll, would just would say, uh, so-and-so Weiner? And she would just very loudly with her she'd like a deep alto from the back of the classroom just go it's wiener like while chewing gum <laughs> and she instantly became wiener one dog. of the coolest girls in the school <laughs> wow that's like, like the opposite of don wiener from <laughs> <laughs> she just like didn't care and she was really cool like i remember i don't you know i just i don't even think i remember her first name but i just remember her going it's wiener anyway so maybe it's, it's fennel um but anyway, Emerald Fennel, Fennel, God, Sarah, Fennel, <laughs> Fennel, Fennel, is um, uh, writing it, and it's gotten some, you know, some people are like, oh, it's not as good, and, you know, there are things where you're like, I'm not so sure, but I'm not sure it's the fault of um, the writing, um, so much as it is just the show isn't as new and fresh or interesting anymore. Yeah. You know, the there's like a revelation the first season. Right, right. The, so, you know, yeah. So, but you, but you liked it, so, but you liked it. I like it. There are things about it that um, I'm not so sure on, which were some of the things that I had toward the end of the first season, I have to mm-hmm. admit. Um, it's sort mostly of running centered out of steam. on Eve, like what her deal is. Um, mm-hmm. Vin- Villanelle turns into like a really interesting character in a couple episodes in the middle of the second season. Um, and. 
Um, not because, I mean, she's still, a, she is still a psychopath, right? So there isn't much depth there, but she, beca- she's still, Jodie Comer's just so much fun to watch. Right. Um, and Sandra is of course doing a good job. It's the character. I'm not so sure of. she's doing this self-destructive stuff, which is a huge theme of course, of like Phoebe Waller-Bridge in general, but like, I'm not as clear on where it comes from. Like it's clearly nested deep inside her somewhere, the Eve Pilastri and, um, you don't really get. I don't get a sense. It doesn't add up to me in some ways, which is something I felt in the first season. Hmm. Um, and like, I'm not going to give any more away. Like more happens, you know, obviously toward the end, um, things get a little crazy, but um, I like it. And I don't think that, um, I think that Emerald Fennell does a really good job of emulating Phoebe Waller-Bridge's style. There's some like kind of that wacky sort of, um, uh, character choices um, mm-hmm. and uh, just like funny personal moments and things like that that um, are really good and she's she's definitely imitating that well um, and uh, the the writing is still really good I think so anyway we we will revisit it because um, you have to finish it so based on I'm curious though based on how it ended do you want season three or you're like it's done yeah i do you do interesting i think this show deserves um a lot of seasons i want sandra Mm -hmm. oh and jodie comer to have another season you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's too good to have it end after two. sure i agree i mean like you know phoebe waller bridge has said that she really wants to be in it oh really and i'm like yeah (laughs) oh i I saw a headline or something about that how she wanted to um like she really hopes to get a role in the third or in like another season or something. So yeah, I don't know how she'll get noticed by um, the <laughs> casting directors, but she'll yeah. just have to. Yeah, I wonder if she has any control over that. But no, I think that would be keep awesome. your head up. Keep your head up. Someday that big break will come. Because she's such bridge. a presence in the show, right? Like the right. first season is very. It's like you, it, you have to remind yourself that she doesn't actually appear in, in the in the show as a cast person. You know. So. But what I love is that her sensibility, like. Her, you know, right? Her personality, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly. So wet. It just like it's the dryness of her just like fits so seamlessly. The sort of like matter into of the fact, universe, um, zaniness, right? And like just right, just her bone dry wit and uh, just oh God, I she would just yeah. I want to see all three of them in it. I now I now I need that yeah planted the seed in my brain so yeah so we need to revisit that um yeah something we are both um at the same um I guess level what what what, what? (laughs) well there's been uh we're both caught up on we're both because there's only been four episodes I I wanted an at wanted a location anyway sure um we are both caught up on Big Little Lies, season two. There have been, is it four episodes? There's been four. There's the, been four. The, yeah. There's been I have four. enjoyed them all. I have thoroughly enjoyed them all as well. They're um, so fun to watch. They are. I mean, I watch an episode of Big Little Lies and I feel like at the end of it, like five minutes has gone by. They go, you they know? go really quick. Yeah. It's like the opposite. You, you know, sometimes even like when you're watching things that you really enjoy, you're kind of like checking like how many more minutes are there? Like, what? <laughs> like you know, and like every time uh, Big Little Lies ends, I'm like, oh, it's over already. 
Um, yeah. Which I yeah. think is a sign of a an enjoyable watching experience. Um, which is so funny because I'm not sure how they're doing that this season. I think because the first season there was so there was the sense of mystery to it. You didn't know mm-hmm. who was going to die. You didn't know. Right. Who had done? Who had done it? You didn't know. There was all this stuff that kept being revealed to you as the show right. goes on, and you keep guessing. Um, but I like that they are that still. Season. Well, it's I disagree. Different. I disagree, though. I mean, I I do think what that while we, there what are we getting revealed to us? Well, definitely based on this week's episode. Okay, I think there's a couple of things that like rear their heads in this week's episode. Like to me, there's both. Uh, whatever the hell is going on with Bonnie and her mom, um, uh, Zoe Kravitz's character, um, okay. who her mom has a has a stroke at the end of this week's episode, and she appears like to she keeps having these like visions, she's visions, yeah, and and she's been sort of implying this to Bonnie. She's been in town. Uh, in Monterey, I don't really remember where her parents are supposed to live, but they're in town and uh, they're visiting her because they're kind of worried about her um, because her husband, uh, Renee, uh, Renee Witherspoon, um, Reese Witherspoon's character, Madeline, her ex-husband, who is now Bonnie's husband, is has been worried about her ever since the end of last season, you know, and her, you know, whatever murder of, of, uh, Nicole Kidman's husband. But anyway, so... Perry. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so Perry. And so whatever, you know, she's been kind of in like perhaps like some kind of PTSD sort of depression haze. And so her husband's worried about her and calls in her parents. And anyway, so her mom's having these visions. Okay, what are the visions? Uh, This week, you know, like they're particularly like this drown. She's this vision of Bonnie drowning and then she has a stroke. So like, I don't know what's going on there. I do think there's like also the, you know, the, the will they get sort of caught will this right well i mean that's just that's just normal like and you you don't know what's going to happen that's normal i'm talking about but then but then i think what the hell is going on with mary louise um meryl streep's character who we also know um also talked a little bit more about in this episode so obviously her son perry is dead um and then she also had another son who they talk about died uh when he was a kid perry's brother and this week, you know, Meryl Streep's character is, is implying that her husband left her over whatever happened. Right. Well, no, like no, no. So I'm not saying, I know, of course, things are going to be revealed as the show goes on. There, You don't know everything at the beginning. I just But I also that- think we don't know exactly what happened with the murder. Because, like, there's been a few different sort of recollect fly in, in different flashbacks okay. there's been sort of different versions Again, let of me it. hold on no let me say, like say that they, i i think that the the whole show of the first season as a mini series was framed as a here's what you're going to find out by the end you knew what you were going to find out right you knew what oh, the whole sure. story so and i'm just saying i'm not saying we know everything now i'm saying we don't have that same structure Oh yeah, but I think I like this better. Um, okay, well that's fine. Like but I'm yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I like this better. I just feel like there's I like this sort of tidbits sort of being thrown out at you. This actually keeps my interest peaked in a way even that uh, might be 
even more like even even stronger than the first season i think to me i i find it really interesting and there's like enough kind of like really juicy stuff going on i mean i find you know mary louise uh celeste's mother-in-law um meryl streep's character like to be not only i mean i think she is like to me she is like a a mystery potential sort of psychopath like her son and i think like she's definitely completely diabolical i mean she's been like ingratiating herself into her grandson's lives in such a way that now they um will be completely traumatized if she just disappears you know if if celeste throws her out of their life uh which she would be more than you know more than a justified in doing at this point um but then she's been you know kind of collecting all of this uh you know all of the this evidence sort of on celeste throughout the season to try and now prove that she's um you know not fit to be uh the the guardian of of her two sons and is gonna um has hired this you know big shot lawyer to try and win custody i mean she's Definite, and then also, of course, literally, you know, not believing, you know, moving into the apartment building of her son's rape victim, uh, and and kind of also trying to work her way into into her life, uh, you know, like no, she's I, diabolical. Yeah. She's diabolical, and I think, like, you know, at first you're you're like, oh wow, you know, um, how did Perry have this like very loving you know, wonderful seeming mom. And then just, they just kind of keep twisting the knife deeper episode after episode. So I'm into it. Meryl Streep is doing some crazy shit here. Again, I'm not, not into it. I'm enjoying every episode. They go by really quickly. I'm struggling with what the identity of the show is after, because you can't divorce it from the first season. And when you have a first season that is specifically built as a mini series centered around this one little lie and you, at the end of it, the catharsis is that, you now know what the murder was and you see them all on the beach it into the second season the weight of the crime doesn't match for me mm-hmm. what were the show is engaging and interesting and great and i like want to know what's going to happen next and i want to know what meryl streep mary louise's character hasn't like has yet to reveal about her life right there's all this stuff that i know is going to come and it's going to be interesting and really cool i just think um it's it's based on this idea that these five women that are somehow being called the Monterey Five, when I just can't imagine that they actually have that level of infamy, because they don't they don't see them being isolated from the rest of society, like their their social circles as much, you know, and they all have this party and everyone's there, you know. It's just it doesn't doesn't fit for me, and I I strongly doubt that the um, uh, that prosecutor or whatever her deal is like would be that suspicious of these five women. It seems like a man falling down the stairs oh, the, at yo, a party the where there's alcohol yeah. like would be a very plausible thing, and you have five upstanding women like you know, all of them really rich, telling them he fell down, and like like I just I doubt that there'd be this sort of like cloud of suspicion and sense around it and so that for me it's like they're trying to match that to the first season but it's not there for me yeah 
Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with. I mean, I still I'm still very into. I'm still very into like the I think the narrative arc of it and everything. I mean, I definitely don't think that the Monterey Five thing makes any sense at all. No, <laughs> I was it's kind so of wondering. Weird. Someone does say it to them. It I was think is no, where it it's comes. the um um because I was sort Sh- of Sh- wondering. Shailene, Shailene Woodley's boyfriend. What's his name? He says oh, it yeah. when they're on the beach. He goes up to her. He goes, "You're one of the Monterey Five, right?" And she's like, what did you say to me? And I'm like, no one, they're not talking. Cause, and then that's, a, you also are missing that from the first season, right? You had all these interviews of like the, you know, witnesses, the other, the gossipy other parents that were at this fundraise party, you know? Yeah. And they are all like, they kind of frame that and you don't have that in this one. So you don't get the sense that these people are being gossiped or talked about because you don't actually witness them doing that. Yeah, or you haven't yet. I mean, I th- I agree that was kind of shoehorned in there. At first, I thought it would be more interesting. If I was kind of trying to remember how that came up, and it's kind of almost like it seems like something they might... <laughs> they're all a bunch of narcissists, so it seems like something they might dub themselves. <laughs> I feel like but, you've heard that you hear it in another Yeah, it's not I, just him. I was also like, you know, I mean, again, like on that construction of like the whatever, you know, the, the modern, you know, the X... And then number is like, you know, it's something that we use for like people who have been truly aggrieved, you know, by the justice system and like, right, exactly, are isolated or like can't, you know, disadvantaged in a number. And I'm like, okay, these are just, you know, but it does seem like sort of a way they might view themselves almost or, you know, but also I think it does whether or not people are actually talking about them, they're all pretty paranoid that people are talking about them. So it's kind of, I think, you know, to me, I think there's something that's interesting about this show is like the, how reliable, you know, sort of any of them are as narrators. You know, I think even though it's not from anyone's specific point of view, we do get a lot of things like flashbacks and, you know, Mm -hmm. glimpses into people's memories. And it's sort of like, you know, we know that they are feeling themselves very, uh, uneasy and, and paranoid and like really doubting their decision to sort of go down this road, which like, you know, did they even really need to lie about it? You know, like, I mean, even if they admitted that someone had pushed him, it's like, I don't even know that I know, you know, but, um, yeah, they, well, they definitely didn't need to lie when it was yeah. all what you realized by the third and fourth episode that it was all Madeline, um, right. Witherspoon's character just panicking after that he goes down the stairs. She just, none of us pushed him. He just fell and they all just have to say it. And then suddenly it snowballs and they have to just, that's their line, but they could have just it. said he was kicking, um, Celeste, Celeste. Nicole Kidman and like Bonnie ran over to like push him off her and accidentally pushed him down the stairs, you know, right. like it's also I apparently mean, like, in the book. I didn't realize this in the book. She Bonnie confesses at the end of the novel. Yes. I remember reading that last year when, when, it, when that, uh, when that came out and it's like, you know, because I'm her, sure... her parents, her, her father had been abusive toward her mother. And she was like, I'm, I had lied all the time. Like these little lies. Um, constantly oh, it's you know, interesting. telling the police like no we he didn't hit her no he just she would just do this because that's what her parents have t- uh, told her to and she says in the mm-hmm. book, she's like i'm not gonna lie anymore so she confesses um hmm. and so i think that's, that's really interesting because these the parents that come in in this in the second season her parents are clearly not the parents described in the book from what i gather again i did not read this book but um yeah but 
so they're, they're, this is definitely like a new thing, right? That we yeah. can't read into what is in the book from this with her mother and like the visions and everything. Um, right. But, um, and you know, there's of hmm. course the scene with her mother where um, she's, uh, Bonnie is afraid to swim, afraid to put her head under the water and her mother just like without warning just dunks her under right right exactly i forgot about that actually which is very like like which i that obviously has some sort of tie-in to because bonnie remembers that when looking at the water and then um like you know her mother has a vision of bonnie drowning and well there's obviously a connection there that wasn't an accident so yeah and the the two of them have a very uneasy relationship that we don't know a lot about yet and zoe kravitz is really good she's Um, really good she's she's excellent uh i'm glad i feel like we were i thought last year her role was a little bit you know, it was a little bit thankless. Like she yeah. had some good scenes, but this they're really stepping up her um her presence as a factor in, in the story this season and yeah, like, I agree. she's just really good. Um I I'm still I, I'm still like a little bit to me like the weak point right now, which is kind of interesting because apparently uh Reese Witherspoon was um you know, she's a producer. I think most of the actresses are, are also producers on the show. And Reese Witherspoon in particular was lobbying very hard for like her character to have sort of more to do, I think, this season, which is interesting because to me that plot line is sort of the weak point among them um, with Madeline and Ed. Uh, oh, interesting. Splitting up. I think Adam Scott is great. Um, oh, yeah. He's kind of he's so good at like being like um resentful and pouting yes yes like having this like sort of just kind of dickish resentment even though he's been wronged here he's been wronged but he's still being a dick and he's still being a dick and he's palling around with bonnie you just remember that adam scott is either like so good like as a as a character he either plays like such good sweet like great people like um, like Ben in yeah. uh, Parks and Rec or Ed even in the first season of Big Little Lies. Yeah. But um, when he plays like a character who's not being great, when he plays like, like when he's the demon in um, A Good Place or... Oh God, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, or in this case, he's so good at making you just like kind of go, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has exactly. been wronged, but like you end up rooting for Madeline. Like. I Totally. Exactly. I mean, which is like, you know, we're kind of groomed to be on her side, I think somewhat, but also their kids are so sassy and I sort of love it. I love her like uh, daughter who does want to go to college. Um, you know, and... that's actually Reese Witherspoon's daughter. Oh, it is. Someone told me that. Yeah. I then also, oh my God. And then their younger daughter this season, uh, this, this she's so the scene. funny. She's so funny. She's like the opposite. Her school project is like on opposites and it's like a picture of a door and a picture of, of, uh, of Madeline. And she's like, how are they opposites? And the door has a hinge. Okay. Like, that's not oh my Reese God. Witherspoon's daughter. Someone no. told me that. And they look alike, though. They look alike. Although, you know what? I know this because Reese Witherspoon's daughter looks like a literal exact copy of her. When she also, look like, looking up. her up now, she also looks a lot like Ryan Philippe. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> she, um. like, it's wild. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, yeah, I think I, I don't... I think the show has been awesome so far. We should definitely check in. I think when we get to the end, we'll see what, in fact, if there is 
a big twist yeah. or, uh, or I think a mystery there will be. I also just us. gotta say, like, real quick, like, the actors are so good in this. And my They're favorite so is Laura Dern. Ugh. Laura Dern is, you keep thinking that role is going to be like a parody, you know, is going to be like much, it, that role could, would be so much less in anyone else's hands. Exactly. In, in Laura Dern's Renata hands, would just be so annoying. But Laura so annoying. Dern is so much fun to watch when she's losing her, when she's losing her cool against, like, at her husband, when she's like, I will not, not be rich. Um, oh, God. Every time she has a meltdown, when she, like, forces him out of the car, when she... Like just the whole the, thing with the, the principal energy she brings to it when she's just like a, approaching Madeline at like a coffee shop. It's just so fun to watch. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, the her whole like right her showdown with the principal over like teaching the kids global warming. What possesses two idiots like yourselves to teach eight year olds that the planet is doomed? The children are constantly bombarded with climate change. It is all over the news. It's our job to deconstruct it so that they can process it. Good for you. You deconstructed my little girl into a coma. Now, Renata, look. We schedule an assembly for this evening. Okay, you are not the only parent complaining, just by far the loudest. You're pitiful. Okay, this is gonna come as a shock to you. This school is actually here to serve all the children, not just Amabella. You think because of this whole bankruptcy thing that the school thinks I don't matter? <laughs> I will be rich again. I will rise up. I will buy a fucking polar bear for every kid in this school. And then I will squish you like the bug that you are. Pretends like he's not a smoker, hasn't been laid in 15 fucking years. Don't you talk to me like that. And you can't be bothered to squish you. You're a model citizen, Renata. Oh, she's so awful. You want so to great. hate her time and time again. And I she's know. like, Laura Dern is too good. She's so good. She's so good. Um, um, and even like Meryl Streep, who's playing this character so strangely, um, but it's so believable. Like, I wonder if the teeth were Meryl's idea or the show's idea. I don't. I don't know. Who? Some choices you can tell. Like that's all Meryl. Like there's that the one that everyone was talking about with the cross, where she puts her little. Um, cross necklace up on her chin mm -hmm, when she's mm -hmm. talking to Madeline. It was such a bizarre choice, but it also worked. Um, or the scream, of course. The, the scream. scream, yeah. You know? Um, oh, but like, she, just... she also gave that there's this one part where she's talking to Madeline. They play off each other really well. Like they have like that good, bad chemistry, like her and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, and there's the line where she gives the best ever, I'm sorry, you're sorry, apology. Right, right. Where she's like, she's like, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have said those to you. It's just, the truth is, like, short little mean people like you remind me of this person that wronged me. <laughs> it's like this, and oh like God. Reese with Madeline just doesn't know what to say. Oh my God, as a fellow short person, I just really, I just identified with Reese a lot. It was that. so good. I, you know, and I, I mean, I think that like Big Little Eyes could, you know, I think like we were talking about this with, with specifically with Renata Laura Duran's character, but I think it's true of the whole show that it could just be like a soapy, like expensive meme generator for HBO, but... But we're Both. all having a good time with it. We're all having a, and and the and like I mean what these actresses bring to it elevates it so much. Um, yeah, they're that, not doing it cheaply. You know, like no, they're not just like, calling. They're it bringing in. everything. Totally not. They want like, Emmys. Oh yeah, they're out for Emmy blood. For Do you think sure. it'll be nominated for like 
best limited series. No, it can't. It doesn't. Now it has I'm to be. I'm so, still so mad about that. I know. Because they, like, nominated for that as it was the second season was already being created. Yeah. It's like, so right. stupid. Like, it's it was a very clever, uh, very clever move on HBO's part, but it is now going to compete in the actual It's going to be in the regular category. series, yeah. But yes. anyway. Yeah. But I think it'll be interesting to see who... How they how they divide up like how they're pitching their different um, what what HBO's like kind of nomination strategy with them will be because if they can't all just like compete against they'll cancel each other out you know but yeah um, okay so uh, what we're watching and not watching you know what okay we met you okay just uh, we didn't mention this at the top but God we missed some very important TV news over the last few weeks and you mentioned. Um, Adam Scott on The Good Place and one thing that was announced a couple of weeks ago was that uh, we're going into The Good Place's last season. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the last season of The Good Place. Why is that? You know, all good things must end. I mean, I gotta say... Is it intentional or because of... No, it's intentional. It's not being cancelled. It's not being cancelled. They've announced the end. Which I... You know what? I get... It's a... It's a... That show must be exhausting to write and oh, plot six out. Six seasons in a movie. Uh, but four seasons still good. Four, four seasons, seasons is good, but I want six seasons in a movie. That's always what I want. We could still get a movie. I mean, you know what else? A, a uh, movie would be great, actually. I think a movie would be good because, and it's always possible because, you know, it also had a movie and is about to have a new season. Veronica Mars. So, you know, oh, like, yeah. like, you know, uh, clearly Kristen Bell is always up for a revival. So it's all I'm saying. But uh, when we go into the new season of The Good Place, one of our favorite shows, it will be the last. So, um, okay, mm. that I just that like I forgot. I remember wanting to discuss like mention that and then like I uh, totally forgot about it. But um, so, you know, what's back this week? Stranger Things. Stranger Things is back. Which I'm excited. We... I'm going to watch it. I was such a negative Nancy about the second season, and I still maintain that it's just it wasn't good. Um, yeah. And the Agreed. Duffer brothers are overrated. But um, the trailer's The, the trailer's, trailer's so much fun. We talked about the trailer when it came yeah, out we, we a few did, weeks ago. Yeah. And it was, I'm excited. I just, I think it, it's, it looks like still like a lot of fun yeah like, i so. mean i'm willing to give it one more chance and if this season sucks then it's for real done i'm but... probably just gonna watch that instead of doing anything fourth of july related considering mm-hmm. that our um president is bringing tanks to the national mall did you hear about oh, yeah. this no um, i've no, heard he's about turning the our typical event. like non-political fourth of july celebration on the national mall um into a military thing it's going to be a salute to the military there's going to be a flyover and he like um got somehow agreed to like have like these like uh, i don't know how many tanks be rolling around um why do i feel like this is going to involve like large blue lives matter flags and stuff like there's there's like a ticketed vip section because he's going to be doing it he's going to be giving a speech at the lincoln memorial like the nerve of this man you can't leave the house. I can't. I mean, yeah. the the fireworks in like you know our parts of like Northwest like are still going to be great. Like the neighborhood yeah. fireworks is is great, but it's just going to be so you gross go knowing into the all that is happening. God. Yeah. I will uh, also be. I'm going to. Uh, 
I'm going to spend a couple of days with my aunt and uncles in, in uh, the Catskills, so I will also just kind of be... Oh, that's nice. Chilling out, and I will watching have Stranger, Stranger things. things downloaded on my iPad. Um, I have a sort of, you know how I sometimes do a pseudo-watching slash not watching? Like, I haven't decided yet. You're terrible um, about this. You have to... I you know. Don't, you don't, like, lean into the hate enough. Like, you I don't know. commit. <laughs> well, like, because I wind up getting curious. My curiosity winds up getting no, the best No, that's not me. the point, Sarah. The point is to just say no. Maybe There's too I, many good things. Like, there's too many good things. My not Why watching watch this? this week is Spin the Wheel. It's a new game show. Okay. Speaking of uh, Kristen Bell, okay. her husband, Dax Shepard, is the oh, host. Okay. Yeah. He's he's exhausting. Yeah. And his um, the show is just called Spin the Wheel. And I guess the point of um, the game is to spin the wheel and uh, see what sort of trivia questions and stuff you get. So is it, it's not like a, um, it's not like a, a truth or dare kind of thing. It's a trivia and strategy game show. The namesake of the show is the 40 foot vertical roulette style wheel that has 48 wedges potentially worth either various sums of money or quote, lose everything. Um, Hmm. Hmm. the show's producers scout for good Samaritan type individuals to reward with a chance to earn up to $23 million per episode. Like this is how no one's winning $23 million. That's amazing. But like, this is basically our future, right? It's just like, we find good people that need money and we give them a chance to compete for it. It's just like, right. Right. This is is our brave new world. Like pretty soon people are like to like be able to afford to live. You're going to have to like, um, just compete on national television. Well, I also heard, I deliberately didn't learn too much about this because I just couldn't. But, um, I also saw the talk about, um, actually the kid who plays, who Dustin on Stranger Things is going to have like a reality show where you like prank people on job interviews or something. Oh God, I like, hate prank shows. Prank shows are my uh, prank least shows favorite are reality the show. Prank shows are the devil. There's this yes. one prank show that my young Pranks cousins are bad. really like, and it's horrifying whenever like I'm with them. They like, they're like, Oh, this is, this show has somehow on some channel at all times, apparently. And it's so uncomfortable and terrible they have like they make i just prank shows are the worst yeah they're unethical in like basically every they're never good yeah even candid camera was trash there i said it no agreed agreed uh but america's funniest home videos doesn't count as a prank show right of course not okay good how dare you all right. America's funny prank home each other to get on America's home well, videos. Well, maybe on, like the newer ones, but I like don't think like. But like I some think of them are pranks, but some of them are the just Bob like Saget things days. go wrong. Like yeah, someone trips into their birthday cake, or like right. a kid does a cute a... thing. Right. I okay, and I'm okay with like also like those potentially individuals pranking each other. I don't want like the power of a network like pranking. You know, some unsuspecting person. It just... And they're just so uncomfortable to watch because they always last 10 minutes longer than they should. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Anyway. Well, my... Wait, my... Well, my... Uh, my not watching probably was Euphoria on um, HBO. You, but you watched the premiere. Well, watch the premiere and then I decided I'm probably not watching it. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, 
Yeah, I just, this is the show that is created by a, like, dude in his, like, late to mid mid to late 30s, which is supposed to be, like, how teens live today. Um, And it's just, like, about this group of teens at this high school and uh, just the copious amounts of drugs and sex that they... um, you know, God, I partake hate shows about in. teenagers. No. Well, and I'm like, if it was a show that was like sort of by, I mean, because we we both love, uh, you know, we both love Who Did the Dicks, but <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that was a show about fun. teens. But you know, that show had like a very like actual teen sensibility, and no, this that's exactly show... right. Like, it's actually about teens is fine. Right. This I show hate, is like CW like... type shows about teens. Yeah, and this is like that, but even more on steroids because it's HBO. And, uh, you know, I just, I I honestly, you know, there's like a content warning at the beginning of it. And I honestly, at the end of that, my boss was actually telling me his 13-year-old wanted to watch it because it stars um, Zendaya, who's like a yeah. uh, Disney Channel star. And, you know, and I was like, and he's talking to me about it. I was like, you cannot let her, I don't think that I'm old enough to watch this show. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like she is not old enough to watch this show. I don't have the required maturity levels to watch it, apparently, because it was too much for me. So, <laughs> like, it was too much. Not, it is not, nope, 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 mm-mm. just not, can't do it, can't do it. Um. Okay, so. Well, hold on, there's one more thing I'm going to watch. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. The new season of Dark, that German show. I where they thought go back of you. Netflix has been aggressively putting this on my homepage. They have because they're like, don't forget about this show y'all watched like a year ago. This is the German the Germans are one. back, right? And this time we're going to be, I think, in the future. So I do plan to watch that because I did really enjoy the first season. Totally, um, I saw it and I was like, I bet Amanda's gonna, I bet she's excited about that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't dug in yet, but um, that is on my list along with Stranger Things. So Netflix, you have my soul for the next week. Like eighty percent of what I talked about today was on Netflix. I just, Ugh. <sighs> truly, they have dominated the landscape. Yeah. Um, well, you'll just have to watch um, Killing Eve, and then you can say you supported BBC America. Yeah, that's my refreshing. Slash question. Amazon. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that benevolent, small, uh, you know, small, small business. Um, well, it's also the state of things now that we're like, oh, I get to support the BBC. <laughs> right. <laughs> State-run network. Uh, <laughs> like hey. how quaint the BBC is. I mean, better than the state of thing, you know, like, uh, hey, better than the state of things in, in the U.S. I think, like, fake at least news, here. fake news, fake news. God. All right. Anything else? No, we covered a lot of ground here. We did great. High five. That was me. High five. We both high fived each ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So that was like. So, so it was like a so high 10. That was cute. Oh, it's a high 10. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. All right. That's it for us this week. We will actually uh, probably do another episode in the next month. <laughs> we will. We... It might not be in exactly two weeks because I yeah. will be coming back from Senegal that day. <laughs> but within um, the next week after that, I should be able to that. watch some TV on the plane. Have a good trip. 
Thanks. Let's all wish Amanda a good trip and that she doesn't watch any TV because she should be out living. Oh, living God. Life. I really hope I don't watch any TV in, like, a guest house in Senegal. That would be a mega bummer. You're, you'll turn on a TV in a guest house in Senegal and you'll only be like, Senegal, uh, Senegal loves a prank show. Oh, my <laughs> I'd be like, God. I'd be just, like, I'm leaving this country. Just prank shows. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it for us. All right. Bye. Bye.